This podcast is brought to you by JList.com. Right now on JList.com, they have their perverted Woody figures back in stock. That is Woody from Toy Story. Woody getting his naughty on with you with various of your favorite anime characters. So if you would like to have a very hilarious figure of Woody getting his Woody on, all you have to do is go to JList.com and you can pick yourself up one for yourself or maybe buy a fun gag gift for your friends. You never know. And you'll be supporting this podcast all along. So so go to JList.com and get a Woody. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, let's start the show. Cosmo. What? What? Oh, Wait moving for you to right move things along. along. Oh, are we going to get into the bad and then the uh, moe? Good Lord, are you in drugs today? Oh, the good, the bad, the <laughs> Jesus in heaven. I'm sorry. Let's try it again. I was, too. All right, it's time to go into the good, no, the bad. Like, like, like you mean it so I can edit. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you want me to intro this. Anonymous you are listening to the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Make your anime addiction worse at aaapodcast.com. And now, here are your anime addicts. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the 373rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous tree podcast. Tree Seti Tree. Ooh, getting, getting old. Oh, we're getting up there, guys. Oh, we, we've been old for a long time. Maybe you have. Well, I'm, I'm that's still holding fact. on. I'm holding on strong. Uh, of course, my name is Kazo, and I'm joined here by our elder. Thank you. Mitsugi. You better, ha- you better show some respect for your elders. Put, elder put, Mitz. Put some respect on his name. That's right. Uh, we are also joined by the uh, uh, illuminated, <laughs> luminescent, lumine- <laughs> luminescently follicled Kimiko. First, I'm called uh, delectable in the hobby addicts, and now I'm luminescent. <laughs> you guys are dropping 50 cent adjectives today. Thank you guys so much. It's true. Hi, everybody. All right, so we've got a great episode for you guys today. Of course, if you want to find us, you can do so online at our website, aaapodcast.com. If you go to aaapodcast.com slash join, you can create an account and sign up for all the additional episode content that we do, the uh, hentai episodes, hobby addicts, after parties, a bunch of extra stuff for a buck or two. So get on there, yeah. sign up, and we greatly appreciate it. Of course, you can also find us everywhere on YouTube where we broadcast live every Sunday at 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's youtube.com slash aaapodcast. We are currently two subscribers away from 2000 oh yeah make it happen so be that person put us over the edge you can also find us on facebook uh, facebook.com slash groups slash aa podcast where you can go and hang out with all the listeners where we are actually not that far away from 1000 members in that group so oh every time God, we are so close i know we are growing constantly oh i'm so close oh just kidding. just kidding <sighs> Wow. All right. Well, on this, <laughs> on today's episode, we are going to be doing a review of uh, Miss Kobayashi's Maid Dragon, as well oh, as oh shit, oh yeah, as well as uh, oh, our no! our main topic, which is our anime inspiration. So we're just going to kind of chit chat a little bit about some anime that have inspired us in various parts of our lives. So stick around for that. Before we get into that, though, it's time for this week's. <laughs> Big 
you want to go ahead with this one? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm good. All right, fantastic. Great episode. See you guys next week. All right. <laughs> that was really great, guys. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you, uh, we'll see you around. <laughs> Sega and Bandai are opening up full VR facilities in Akihabara. Sega. And also in Shinjuku. Yes. So Sega, which has been proclaimed by, by Kazuo numerous times as being completely irrelevant, absolutely, is opening up a full <laughs> virtual reality entertainment center called Sega VR Area that is going to be located in, in Akihabara on the sixth floor of one of the Club Sega Akiba arcades. Sega is basically advertising this facility as the first VR, the first full VR attraction facility in Japan. So we just missed it, opening up May 31st. And Bandai Namco is opening up a similar center in Shinjuku called VR Center Shinjuku on June 13th. And it's being coined as Japan's largest. And it will include, amongst other things, Neon Genesis Evangelion virtual reality experiences. So hmm. I'm so on board for that. Yeah, I mean, so it you, sounds pretty cool. You put a VR helmet on and then your father tells you how disappointed he is in you. <laughs> Yes. You, you put on the helmet and then you cry. And then you cry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like you get berated for, for you, you literally, you pay five bucks, you pay 500 yen. Okay. You put the headset on mm -hmm. and you get told how much you suck right. for like eight minutes. And then you drink beer with a penguin. Psh, yep. I can do that for free by going to visit my dad in Seattle. <laughs> well, no, that's not free. I have to pay to that's, go to yeah, Seattle. You, actually you know what? That's probably Seattle. less expensive than going. <laughs> At least you could have some coffee while you're there and you could turn into a hipster. Oh, well, I mean, I already kind of am a hipster. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> I was a hipster before I was cool. Uh, yeah, I was just about to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, um, that sounds really cool. And I'm glad that, you know, I have this fear that VR is going to kind of vanish because it doesn't seem to be going anywhere. I haven't heard much of anything about it. I haven't, there aren't any big, since the Resident Evil game came out, there hasn't been jack shit for virtual reality games, which is terrible because I feel like the... The, the, the medium has a lot of potential for so many different cool things. And so I really need, I, I need to see something. I, I mm -hmm. just, I, I don't want this to become, you know, some failed experiment. Yeah. I mean, it has, VR has been something that, that has been around, God, since the 80s, 90s, as far as them trying to implement it in video games and media consumption. I mean, couldn't you even say that certain, uh, Certain rides and stuff at Universal Studios yeah. and all of that, like it's it's been a around for well. You go back, you that. go back to the Virtual Boy, which virtual that thing's boy? crap. You don't know the Virtual Boy, mm -mm. Oh. like Doctor Wario and shit. The Virtual Boy was a um, was it for the original Nintendo? Um, I might be thinking of a different thing. I'm thinking of the one that had where, where you put it on and it was all red. Yeah, that's yeah, the Virtual right Boy thing. Yeah, I don't know what it was for exactly. I think it was but. the original Nintendo. I forget. It was a long time ago. Um, but yeah, it was basically a VR helmet, except you couldn't strap it to your head. It sat on a stand on your table, and so you had to lean forward into it. Oh, yeah. But okay. it was all like, it was super, super crappy. Yeah, it came out Terrible. in, let's see here, 95. So, Although I bet if you try to buy a working virtual boy today, it probably costs a fortune. Probably. probably. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. But yeah, so what, the point is that they've been trying to do VR in games for over 20 years. So I don't think it's going to go away. It's just... um. You know, uh, they're, they're going to keep trying it out and making in, improvements, you know, with Resident Evil. I mean, that's it was the game was nuts. awesome. Yeah. So it, it'll, it'll stick around. And the I Resident think, Evil game actually did really well, too. So, yeah, I think it's it's inevitable. Like it's it, it's inevitably what 
it, games are going to move into is, is virtual reality. It's just a matter of getting the technology where it needs to be. Well, I know they're being held back by processing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the PlayStation barely has enough power to do it. And if you want to do it on your, it on your computer, you have to dump a massive amount of money on it. It's going to cost you like a grand to get that thing running. I mean, because like the Vive is 600 bucks or whatever. And then to get that video card and all the RAM and shit you need, I mean, you're basically at a thousand bucks. So yeah. people just don't have that kind of money. I mean, I feel like as technology really improves, eventually it'll be easy to run it. Oh, I've got some good news. Yeah. We just hit 2,000 subscribers Boom. on YouTube. What? Nailed it. Are you looking for a drop? <laughs> I was. I kept missing it. Oh, my God. There you go. There we go. That easy. Perfect. All right. Thanks, guys. Yes. But yes. Cosmo. What? What? Oh, Wait moving right move along. along. Oh, are we going to get into the bad and then the uh, moe? Good Lord, are you in drugs today? Oh, the good, the bad, the <laughs> Jesus in heaven. I'm sorry. Let's try it again. I was too. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you want me to intro this. All right. And now it's time for the good, the bad, and the moe. Good Lord. Yeah. No I mixed, I mixed everything together. You were talking about Sega, and I was like, oh, that must be the good. Out of partner. <laughs> I'm like, are you going to go to the rest of it? I riding in on that dusty trail. Leave that in. That's all good. Welcome <laughs> to the good, the bad. And, and the, the shit show. <laughs> and the shit show. I got sidetracked by the 2,000 subscribers. All right, so for the good, Space Brother, the Space Brothers manga, Sedica is there's a there is a fund based after the, the Space Brothers manga that is being created to support ALS research, or oh, wow. a, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. In Space Brothers, many of you probably re remember that there's a character named Sedica who is what, the main female character in the show, and her father dies from Lou Gehrig's disease during the course of the anime. And she decides that her reason for becoming an astronaut is because she wants to go to space where more effective research can be done to treat the illness. And so that's her motivation for becoming an astronaut, and that's awesome because the Space Brothers is the shit. Well, the Space Brothers manga and partners have decided to launch a fund called the Sedica Fund. The website is says that, quote, the Sedica Fund is an activity to gather research and development funds to find ways to treat ALS, and they will sell brands, silk... Um, the, the individual brand, clothing brands that are coming together to help the fund are Gildan Brands, Silk Master, Take Frontier, Todico, Vanfu, and about and about half a dozen others. And they're going to be selling t-shirts, silicone wristbands, stickers, and other things to raise funds for the research. So, pretty cool. That's awesome. For the bad, uh, Phoenix Comic Con is forced to ban prop weapons following a man's arrest. Oh, I heard about this. Oh, so a guy come, goes into the into, into the Phoenix Comic Con and threatens to kill 31-year-old man Matthew Sterling, who, who called himself the Punisher, threatened to kill police officers and the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers actor David Jason Frank. The Green Ranger. Or Jason, Jason David Frank, the Green Ranger. Um, so... The police who apprehended him stated, and get this, that the man was, 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 who was arrested was carrying three loaded handguns, a loaded shotgun, a combat knife, pepper spray, and throwing stars. Throwing Holy stars. Jesus. So we are heavily armed. How does this man make it into the con? Because they yeah. probably thought it was all props. Oh, God. Crazy. So, wow. That's a terrifying thought that, like, if, if you think it's a prop, it goes unnoticed. Because yeah. everybody, I have fake airsoft type guns that I use for like my zombie apocalypse Velma cosplay. Right. And sure they make me zip tie it closed, but like 
I would walk around for at least an hour in the lobby before I feel like having this guy, to go to the... I feel like this guy is an underachiever. Like, if you're <laughs> going to go to prison for the rest of your life for attempted assassination, why would you shoot for the Green, the green Ranger? Ranger. <laughs> like, you, of all people. Do not know. I don't know. Maybe the Green Power Ranger killed his mother. I don't. I don't. Who knows? I don't Although know. the Green Power Ranger was a heavy heavyweight mixed martial arts fighter and like a multi-time world champion in karate. Maybe so, he lost a whole uh, bunch of money it, on a fight no, against the Green. So Ranger. I say we put this guy in the ring with the Green Power Ranger, <laughs> let him duke it out, and see what happens. None of that matters against a loaded shotgun and, and throwing stars. That's a good point. That's what I'm saying. You, you disarm them, you exactly. put them both in the ring. And see what happens. So for the Moe, there was a boy <laughs> in Japan who was really a, who wanted a, a Nintendo Switch really badly, and so he and when so there was a game that came out called like Poop Master or something, some game where you for play, the Switch, yeah, some game where you play as a, as poop. It's like a c- cute. It's supposed to be a cute game, I think. Okay. Anyway, so the boy made a cartoon version of the game. Let's see, what is this game called? It's called Poop Poop Prince Adventure Three. Apparently, there's three. Three. three of Holy them. cow! So the boy made a really cute looking like cardboard computer and cardboard Nintendo Switch so that he could pretend like he was playing Poop Prince Adventure 3, which is really sad because nothing on the screen would probably move. And then he shit on the cardboard box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Did he really? No. Oh. So you can imagine that that would be pretty heartbreaking for a parent to watch their kid playing a fake video game because he can't play it. So one day while the kid was taking his bath, the the, the father... Snuck into the bedroom and, and shit in the bathtub. And shit in the bathtub <laughs> with the boy. No, he, you guys. He, he opened up the cardboard Nintendo Switch and put a real Nintendo Switch inside of it, oh. so that the boy, when the boy went back to his fake Nintendo Switch, it was real, and the boy like went ape shit. So there's there's pictures and videos online if you want to look for it. There is a picture of the boy standing cute. on his desk and screaming. He's screaming. In joy. <laughs> yeah. So joy was brought to this child. So that's. That's nice. So, you know, <laughs> just, just wait until he realizes nice. that it's no iPad, and then he's just gonna be miserable. You right, know what? Right, Mitsuki. Mike. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we don't, oh, I see what you're doing there. I was, I was about to tell that story, but I don't know if I want to stick my my hand in that in that uh in that poop in that in that honey honey bee nest or whatever, the hornet's nest. Hornet. Oh my god. Honey bee nest. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> on that note. <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a news break, but before we do so, we have our trivia. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, we have the trivia on the website. You can go to aapodcast.com um, and take part in that. The answer for this week was Haruhi Suzumiya. Yep. So the the theme is uh, anime that are made by Kyo Annie, right. and you have to just name the anime. Pretty simple. Mm-hmm. The correct answers were from Cures Moe by Fire. Love that. At Ken Alexander, Icy Rose, Level 69, Arcanine, Chibi Rob, Dong Feast 420, now with three exclamation marks. Wow. Go- <laughs> yes, he's he's feasting. Golden Jedi Link, Daft Monk, Daft Sock Monk. Creature, Iradius, Black Shinobi, Cinna the Bunny. That's awesome. Yeah? Cinna the Bunny? Like well, Cinnabon? Oh, okay. I didn't, anyway, I didn't, I didn't catch that at I all. Well it. done. <laughs> and the winner for the week was, is level 69 Arcanine. So good job. And we're going to head into, we're heading into the third week now. So if you want to play, head to the website, look at the picture and cast your vote for whatever you think it is. You could win fabulous prizes. Of course, That's we right. all also have our in-show weekly trivia question, which we will answer after the break. The question is, how many times does Frieza get killed throughout the course of the Dragon Ball franchise? I should say up until now. Up until now. You never know. Of course. 78. That's quite a bit. <laughs> no, that's Krillin. Oh, yeah. right. Sorry, I got them confused. We'll answer that question right after the break, so stick around. We'll be right back. BRBs. 
everybody, this is Mitsugi, and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off, we have some good news coming out of Nintendo. It was recently reported that the Nintendo company's shares in the Japanese market gained a 3.2% close at 31,880 yen this past week, which is the highest point of the company's stock since 2008. The company closed higher than its previous peak of July 20th last year when Pokemon Go came out, and shares are up quite a lot. Due to the recent success, financial success of Nintendo, which includes things such as the Nintendo Switch and its anticipated future earnings. So, for those of you that are big fans of Nintendo, the company seems to be doing pretty well. So, you have something to celebrate. Next up, Kickstarter is allowing projects to be directly launched from Japan later this year. Kickstarter, the crowdfunding platform that we all know, has previously not allowed people from Japan to launch projects unless there was a person outside of Japan as a quote-unquote sponsor for the project. However, now Kickstarter is allowing creators from Japan to to create and launch projects without having to have an outside organization or individual sponsor them. So that's a little bit of good news and maybe we'll see some interesting projects popping up from Japan now that it's a little bit easier for them to get them started. Next up, Kingdom Hearts and Final Fantasy VII are getting some news. The company Square Enix and its president have revealed that both Kingdom Hearts 3 and Final Fantasy VII's remake are going to be slated for release in about the next three years. The, the people were very excited after Final Fantasy VII's remake was announced at a recent E3 event. Tetsuya Nomura is returning to the franchise as Final Fantasy VII's director after doing the character designs for the original game, and Kingdom Hearts 3 is slated for release on both PlayStation 4 and Xbox One consoles under the Unreal 4 engine. So for those of you that are fans of Square Enix, Kingdom Hearts, or Final Fantasy, there is some pretty intense stuff coming down the pipeline for you in the next couple years, so get psyched up and get ready. Rounding us out, Tontai Collection has had a fairly successful uh, movie theater screening in March. The film was reported on Friday that it has made about 560 million yen or about $5 million finishing its March screenings in Japan. So another success for Kantai Collection and anime in Japanese movie theaters. I'm Mitsugi and this was your anime news break. Now it's time to get back to the podcast. Hey, Kazuo, can I use your laptop? Yeah, sure. Here you go. Oh my gosh. Wait, what? What did you see? I can explain. Huh? Uh, 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 I mean, nothing? Wait, what were you looking at? Tea. Just tea? Not just any tea. It's Sakura tea on JList.com. Oh, oh boy. Wait, why are you freaking out over tea? What else in life does one freak out over? Where do I start? Hmm. This is actually pretty cool. The flower blooms in your cup with hot water. Isn't it? I knew JList.com had all kinds of fun snacks, but I didn't know they had tea. So, you gonna buy it? You bet your sweet tea bag I am. But only after I look at the other cool teas and snacks on JList.com and their non-adult mirror site, JBox.com. You've heard of Confessions of a Popedom, but now comes the heartwarming tale of Kazuo. I don't know any country songs, so I'm trying to like sing along to songs I don't know and getting drunk with some grandma. From the best-selling authors of Her Moe Majesty and the best Yuri bartender in Florida comes 
Growing up Kazuo. First time I was in a shootout, two years old. South Bronx, going across the street in my baby stroller. My uncle was pushing me, and a shootout broke out in the middle of the street. Be there through the formative years. So I was 16, I think, and my family went on a cruise to the Bahamas. For some reason, they thought it was a good idea to give me and him, his name's Steve, um, our own room. Yeah. These two young men, let's give them their own room. What, what trouble could they possibly get into? As we're walking onto the cruise ship for the first time, we're walking through the hallway. There's like a, a door that's ajar. And I, I open it and I look inside. It's like a janitorial closet. So there's like brooms and mops and whatnot. And there's also a big bottle of whiskey just sitting in this janitorial closet. And I'm like, okay, mental note, close the door. So later on that night, we pick up the bottle of whiskey get completely trashed. We're, we're basically drunk the entire cruise. Will a child's dreams come true? It wasn't even an option growing up. Like it was, it was a dream that a young poor boy had that I was like, one day I'm going to go to Japan. And it was like, believe it. I'm going to go to Japan. And I was like, that's never going to happen. That's not possible. <laughs> like at best you will not end up in prison. <laughs> and tales of young love. My first, like, real kiss. Like, we've all had, like, when we were kids, you little pack, you know, you're playing spin the bottle or something like that. But my first real, like, sexual kiss, like, makeout session. And we end up, her and I make, make our way to her bedroom. So this is about to get super explicit. She's got him on one side, me on the other. Then I, we, have you ever heard of a high, an Eiffel Tower? Growing up, Kazuo. Flying off bookshelves everywhere. Order yours now on Amazon or by visiting www.aaapodcast.com. Now, back to the show. And we are back to the 373rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. You're having a sleepy day today, I was waiting for you to give me the signal. I need signals. Uh, all right. Well, before we went on our news break, we asked... You should know how to read me by now. We've been together for long enough. That's a good point. Anyways, <laughs> we, uh... <laughs> you right there? Can we go? No. What happened to you? Nothing. Go you ahead. couldn't handle me sh- gyrating my my hips during the news break, she had, did you? I'm still a little She nauseous, had a mental image so. of us hooking up. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It was too much for me. <laughs> Um, all right, so we, we, that we would just be like a reenactment of Yuri on Ice. Oh, God. Oh, my God. So, or something like that. I want to see you two ice skate together. People <laughs> love... That would be amazing. <laughs> so, people love Yuri on Ice, right? Yeah, of course. So, if Kazu and I, who I doubt either of us can ice skate... I've done it once. Yeah? Yeah. So, if Kazu and I go, get ice skates on, and we go out onto the ice, and we and we just immediately fall down and slide halfway across the rink and just start making out viciously... Whoa, what the- We're not really ice skating. But is that a reenactment of Yuri on Ice? No. It's close enough. Because <laughs> I was like, I've never been this uncomfortable before. I mean, yeah. Um, so the end show weekly trivia question. I'll deal with it. <laughs> um, we should ice skate, though. That'd be hilarious. I think we should do well, a, do a podcast trip to the ice skating ring. Yeah. I've only been ice skating twice, and one of which was on the literal worst first date I have ever been on in my life. Oh, wow. Oh, God. It was just the most wow. uncomfortable, like hilarious, and awful thing that has ever happened to me on a date ever. Um, you want to know what makes a great first date? What? An escape room. I want to go to an escape room so bad. A nice dinner and an escape room. With, Honestly, with just the two of you. Just, Conquer that escape room with just the two of you. Uh, you learn how to work together right off the bat. We're going to be stuck awesome. in that escape room for a while. 
<laughs> jump into that relationship hardcore. Mitsugi, you gotta escape a room. Mitsugi is pretty good at dates. I'll say that. That's, that's, that's actually a solid first date. I give you props for that. I mean, you gotta spend some money. You're 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 gonna drop about two honey. But Hun- two honey. Two honey. Two honey is a good amount for a So the end show weekly trivia question. Oh, no one gives a shit about how many times Frieza fucking died. The answer <laughs> is twice. <laughs> twice. <laughs> once by future trunks and right. once by Vegeta in the Freeza Rex- Resurrection film. Aw, Vegeta but, killed someone. Well, Goku really does the, all the work. It's true. And then Frieza and then and then Vegeta just kinda jumps in at the end and kills him. Goku gives Vegeta the money shot. It basically, yeah. Yep. So, but that's not that easy of a trivia question because people forget that Goku never killed Frieza. That's true. Frieza escapes. Survived. He yeah. survives. And I think a couple of people in the chat said three. So, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, that would be wrong. Mm. Well, I mean, I'm assuming they thought that Goku Does anyone once. ever really die in Dragon Ball, though? Um, Yeah, Cell dies. Does he? That sucker doesn't. Yeah. Actually, he dies twice because Future Trunks goes back in the See, past so and kills him. Back. Yeah, but, but he's still alive in, like, the like in the other world or whatever because like nobody ever dies they just go to another dimension i heard a rumor that that frieza might participate in like the the universe tournament with the good guys i don't know if that's true or not i'm not that far yet but wouldn't that be weird if frieza was fighting alongside goku that doesn't make any sense it doesn't why would he's a bad guy yeah but they're going to erase all the universes that lose that's a good point so all right that's fine frieza's already dead so maybe they could find him in hell and be like look we'll resurrect you Hmm. And if you help us save the universe, yeah. he's just pretty fucking. He's pretty tough. Yeah, that's true. I mean, he's pretty strong. I mean, he's basically close to Goku level. That's fair. So, and you know, after being resurrected and training for like four hours. Yeah, seriously. Well, all right. Well, speaking of Dragon Ball Z, that's right. Today, for our main topic, we're going to be discussing some of our anime inspirations. This this was a Chiaki idea. It's not a bad idea. I hope we can float it without the creator of the topic. Yes. I, I know. Hope so too. Um, I know. Well, I'm sorry. We got a mailbag question very similar to this a while, while, while back, and it was like, "What has, uh, what like pick an anime that inspired you to do something mm-hmm. or inspired you to to change something about yourself?" Um, so I'm actually really excited about this one. I feel like there are Death Note <laughs> it inspired, inspired you to give people heart attacks to become a vigilante of justice and to rid the world of evildoers. Oh, I thought that was Batman. Well, Batman doesn't kill. Oh, that's right. That's right. Well, well, that he well, knows of when he's like well, ripping through the streets, blowing shit up. I'm sure he's probably killed. It's people. like the the daredevil methodology. Like I don't kill people. I just give them severe brain yeah, damage and I paraplegia. Just, yeah, I just put make them a vegetable for the rest of their life. Exactly. It's, it's like a Rennie Kenshin. I'm not really gonna kill you. I'm just going to slam Seven you in your the, spine. Yeah, I'm gonna slam you in the, in the <laughs> neck as hard as possible with them with my blunt sword. Yeah, you probably killed that person anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, because baseball bats don't kill people. No, definitely yeah. not. not if I have own. a baseball bat and I take and, and I and I swing at your head, Kimiko, and nail you as hard as I possibly can in the head with it, you are going to die. That is basically what Kenshin does. That sounds like a threat. No, not at all. <laughs> Could never do that. <laughs> we we'd wish you back anyway. Oh, thank you. You is, would you would waste your uh your Dragon Balls on me? Well, <laughs> Jesus. Maybe like after Thanks, the Kaz. after we have a few other wishes, and then maybe a couple years later, you know, we'll regather them. A couple them. years. And then we'll do that. Can you wait until the Trump administration is over? Oh. And then wish me back. <laughs> so has anybody ever been ever been inspired by an anime? Maybe this topic is we we don't get inspired. I've never been inspired by anything in my life. Wow. 
That's that's interesting. So remember that segment that I wanted to do a million years ago called Kimiko Tries? Yes. That was because I am notorious for watching an anime or watching anything really. And if there's something about it that mm-hmm. like sparks my interest, I instantly want to try it out. Yeah. That's so like, like when you when you watched me and you were like, wow, I want to be more like Kazuo. Try it out. No, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, I want to be more like Kazuo. Uh, yeah, totally. I want to be more like you, Kazuo. I want to be like Kazuo. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay, I fine. I want to be like Kazuo. Screw you, okay. then. I want to be like you. I don't want to be like me either. Yeah. But I go on. I want to be the very well. best like no one ever was. Um, so, like, perfect example. Um, Kaleidostar was one of my favorite anime in high school. Um, and uh, I, I know I've done, I've talked about this multiple times on the show already, but Kaleidostar is basically about a girl who comes from Japan to join a Cirque du Soleil type circus troupe, basically. Um, and so you they wanted do, to join the circus? Well, I, I did consider it joining Cirque du Soleil at one point. Um, but they do a lot of aerial acrobatics, they do a lot of trapeze work, a lot of tumbling, a lot of, of general gymnastics and stuff. And so uh, when I went to college my freshman year, uh, my school put on a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, and they hired a Shakespearean director mm. and an artistic director. And the artistic director was there primarily to teach all of the people cast as fairies how to do aerial acrobatics for all of the fairy scenes. And so I remembered watching Kaleidostar and being absolutely fascinated with these aerial acrobatics. And so I learned how to do aerial acrobatics through the artistic director at my school. And I still do it to this day. Like I haven't set up any rigging or anything at a gym since I've moved to um, this area, to like the Tampa Bay area. But I used to do it all the time, like once a week. I would even rig my stuff in my neighbor's tree if I didn't have- Oh, I remember that. I've seen pictures of that. You've done it too, because you came over to Yeah, I played around with it. Uh, Yeah. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to do that. You would. I'm more of an earthbender. So, you know, <laughs> not much of an airbender. I'm not going to be up there floating around doing all kinds of stuff like that. If I you can were, teach you how to airbend. If you were an airbender, though, you wouldn't need ropes or silks. True, but That's it looks point. prettier. Hmm. But yeah, so and I've considered rigging some equipment up and doing aerial acrobatics at Renaissance festivals dressed as a fairy and stuff like that. So, yeah, I, I would say as a good start off to this topic, that was one of the anime that inspired me to try something new. Hmm. Um, and it's something that I still do to this day. What about you guys? Um, gosh, I mean, so the only the first thing that comes to mind when you ask me what anime have inspired me and why I said speaking of Dragon Ball Z anime that I'm, that's a show that I think when I was very young kind of inspired me. I think a lot of shows did. Um, not maybe not maybe not necessarily just that, but a lot of shows with like, you know, because when you're a kid, you watch a lot of like shonen stuff with like superheroes and people, you know, always wanting to do the right thing and be a good person and save the world. Yeah. And so I think that kind of formed a lot of my. Um, my, I, I, I don't know, just wanting to do the right thing and be a good person. Uh, I think I got a lot of that from just watching these shows. Goku specifically? Definitely Goku. Yeah. I think a lot of people agree. Me and him have a lot in common. Um. So yeah, I think well, that- Goku's really, he's extra dumb in Dragon Ball Super. Go on. <laughs> no, you're much, you are much smarter than Goku. I'm like, okay. Let's so be fun. clear with that. <laughs> Goku is like, Goku is this, he's become a character in Dragon Ball Super that basically cares no, about nothing except fighting people. That's it. He's just like, are you strong? Well, let's fight. He has like the intelligence I don't know if he a, sounds like that. He, he, he has, no, he definitely does, except he sounds like a 90-year-old Japanese oh, woman. That's true. That's a good point. I forget you're watching the original Japanese language. I'm actually used to it now at this point. I actually really like Dragon Ball Super. You're missing out. Yeah. 
Am I though? It has really it has moments of of, I of, have, of really I good have stuff. I have such wonderful other shonen shows such as Baruto. Oh God, which is fantastic and is going to be running for many many years. All right, well we'll see you in 2027 when Boruto ends for the review episode 1,363 of the Anime Axonomous nope. podcast. So, um. I, I said this years ago on the podcast, and I don't know if anybody listening is old enough of a listener to even remember this, but I always felt really inspired by Hajime Nuipo to work out more. Mm-hmm. Like, I used to use the music as motivation. I had a rule with myself. Like, I had a random playlist that I would listen to while I was running and or wake weightlifting. And it, if the Hajime Nuipo music came on, if any of it came on, I had a rule that no matter how exhausted I was, no matter how close I was to puking, and this is like when I was running with like weight vests on and ankle weights and all kinds of crazy oh, shit in like the dead of Florida heat. Oof, like, that's the worst. I, oh my God, I just had a flashback. It's like I could, be, I could be on the verge of puking my guts out in the grass, but if the Hajime Nuipo music comes on, I am not allowed to stop at any, for anything. So... Speaking again of Dragon Ball and how that inspired me, when I was uh, pretty young, um, so me and my friends would, eh, I guess I was probably in my teens at this point. Yeah, I, guess, I must have been. Me and my friends um, would have fights like in the backyard and stuff. Yeah. Like we would organize fights mm-hmm. like with neighborhood people and stuff like that. You whoop some asses? I mean, yeah. Pretty, I mean, that's, yeah, I guess. True. I did get my ass whooped once. That's like a fight club. Yeah. Well, it's like I've it's, always wanted to that be sounds part of illegal. The fight club. It's, it's technically illegal. I think it does sound illegal. You're it's just like gonna beat it's like asses? backyard brawl type stuff. Yeah, you're just having fun with your bros. Bum fights. So not bum fights, but yeah, backyard brawls. <laughs> Anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> you ever watch bum fights? Huh? You ever watch bum fights? No. I haven't seen or, bum fights. I wouldn't watch that. Dudes will fight. <laughs> dudes will find two bums and they'll be like, "We'll give you a hundred dollars to whoever can win," no. and they'll make them fight and they'll beat each other up. That's the, that's hmm? the worst. Hey. How do you think Kimbo Slice got his start? Not on bum fights. Absolutely. Absolutely not. He was on there. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. I'm telling you, he wasn't. He used to drill people and knock. Yeah, but he wasn't in a bum fight. He was. It was backyard brawls that they had in Miami. All right. It was him. There was also like uh, Jorge Masvidal was big in there. Is Kimba Slice still alive? No, he passed away. Did he really? Yeah, he had a heart attack. Uh, He's probably juiced out. Actually, no. He's actually a very nice person. Oh my god. Yeah, he looked really nice and a really good uh, cook. (laughs) What the? What in the hell? Anyways. The, the, the point is, um, but yeah, so we would have like these backyard fights and I did, I, I, I didn't lose. Well, I guess I, I would call it a loss. Like I didn't get beat up, but I was like, it was one of those things. It was like a, like a standstill. And I realized I'm like, I can't beat this guy. And he ended up becoming like a light heavyweight mixed martial arts fighter down the road. Holy crap. So I was like, all right, well, again, he was way bigger than me even then at the time. And I just remember hitting him and it hurt my hand. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I, I was like, good Lord. I was like, this is horrible. Um, but anyways, so we would we were kind of inspired by like Dragon Ball and stuff like that growing up. We would watch that, and we would take um, when uh, when a Fedrin was still a thing that you could find in stores, we would pop a Fedrin and pretend they were like sensu beans. Oh my god! Are you serious? And I'm 100 percent serious. Yeah, that's a good way to like die. <laughs> I, I, well, again, I'm, I'm not the smartest person in the world, but yeah, that was what Goodness. we did. That's what we did for fun. We fought people in the backyards. I take drugs and, and fight drugs. people. <laughs> Pretty much. Dude, that you, sounds you, like a good time to you, me. If you tell a couple more stories like that, you'll have yourself another lead-in oh, yeah. segment. All thanks to Dragon Ball. It inspired me. <laughs> it inspired you to pop a Fedrin and fight your friends. Yeah, pretty much. Jesus. <laughs> okay, Kimiko, oh. I know you have a lot more. I Yeah, I mean, most of mine, I can probably even just like lump them all together. Most of the things that 
uh, were inspiring to me, again, were like inspiring me to try something new. Like Beck, Mongolian Chop Squad, inspired me to try learning how to play the guitar. Um, and my dad, my dad always played the guitar. He was, uh, he played trombone and guitar. And uh, when At he- At the same time? Yes, he's a one-man band. Um, he played trombone when he was in high school, and he played mm. guitar when he was in college. Um, I think he was like in the, the orchestra or the band or something in high school, and, and then in college he just played acoustic guitar. And so when he found out that I wanted to learn how to play the guitar, he got me um, a six-string acoustic and a... Um, there's like a knockoff Fender Strat. Okay. It's like a The Fender, one you get from Walmart? Yeah, it's like a Fender Straz or something. Yeah, yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he bought me one of those, and turns out I am awful at the guitar, but Beck inspired me to learn, and I tried. Um, same with, like, I used to play volleyball when I was in middle and high school, and so when I got really, really obsessed with Q, it got me back into playing volleyball. And it actually, um, Q got my roommate so much into playing volleyball that now he's like on multiple A teams for tournaments that go on what? around the area. Yeah. Like it's Haikyuu is super inspirational I to volleyball fans. I just finished the third season. You did? Yeah. How great. Well, wait till we All review right. it. All right. I I will yeah, we haven't reviewed it yet. Nope. Oh, I thought I did. Not yet. Uh, well, I look forward to that. Um, same with Big Windup. So I, all of these are sports anime except for Beck. Um, big windup. I played baseball for a semester in high school. Well, I played softball because I'm a girl and apparently not allowed to play baseball unless it's a mixed team. And we only had a small girls group. That's so. I never understood was, that. Because I went to the batting cages and it's so much easier for me mm. to hit baseballs that are lobbed at like your your regular speed than yeah. a softball, which mm. is slightly bigger and comes at you slower regardless of how, like it just, yeah. it doesn't feel as right Here's a me. question. Huh? One, why are, do girls have to play softball and why not baseball? Like it doesn't well, make any sense. I, like I have a thought on that. Okay. My thought is that. And I have a second question when you're done answering this one. My thought is, and you guys jump in real quick. Is that in a lot of sports, and I hope I don't get like jumped on for this, but like let's just say basketball for example, mm-hmm. like like, like the NBA, mm-hmm. a lot of women aren't going to be able to keep up with with the dudes. They're just not as tall. They're not as big. They're okay. not as strong. That's fair. I mean, it sounds unfair, but I, I mean there I are exceptions. But I think there are generally, exceptions. yeah, but, generally yes, you're correct. But so in general, if you were to open up like the NBA or the NFL to anybody. Mm-hmm. Mostly, it's going to be dudes. Like we'll say ninety five. Yeah. Well, I don't think they're saying to let to to mix, you know, girls into like NFL football. I'm saying, why is it that if a girl college team is playing a stick ball game, it's softball and not regular baseball? Well, so my thought was going to be that if a girl is capable, is athletic enough, and is skilled enough to play baseball, then she should be allowed to play with the guys. No, no, no. That's yeah. not what you're saying. No, not at all. I'm not saying playing with the guys. I'm saying if you go to a college. There is a men's baseball team and a women's, and a softball. women's softball team. Why is the women's game softball? Why can't they also have a women's baseball team? It, it could it could have to do with the method of pitching. A Maybe. lot of a lot of guys destroy their bodies by pitching. Mm. Now I don't know. I'm just saying. Oh, hold on. Bcom actually just threw something in the ta- uh, in the chat. He said uh, typically the real reason is girls don't have the arm strength to make infield throws from shortstop and third base. Oh. Um, okay. Oh, Thank so, you for. Yeah, so oh yeah, like B, a, I think Bcom and I actually had a an in depth conversation about baseball while we were butt naked in one of the baths. <laughs> you I know what I'd love that. to see though is a thanks for that Bcom. What I'd love to see is a legitimate woman's football. 
like league, like that one that isn't the uh, not like lingerie? bikini league the, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, what is it? The like, lingerie league? Yeah, where they're like wearing... a legitimate. Women's... Have you seen the lingerie league dude, though? They like they some... wail on each other. Oh, dude, there's some oh, hardcore hits. Yeah, it's I get insane. hard. Insane. Oh my god. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so those are a couple of things that anime has inspired, and actually, based off of the both of you guys. Um, Specifically, you, Mitsugi, how you're talking about Hajime no Ippo yeah. and how when the music would come on, I was the exact same way when I took martial arts and Krav Maga in high school. Um, whenever I would be, you know, practicing outside of or whenever I was there and like, needed a little bit of uh, motivation to get through the high intensity training portions or whatever, I would uh, I would think of Edward Elric. Okay. And like his training regiments and stuff that like counts. that. And like I would try to like motivate myself and like be more like him in terms mm-hmm. of not giving up. Like um what what's there's a scene that like really hit me when he's getting his automail put on for the first time when he's a kid. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you know, it's okay to scream because uh like even grown ass adults will scream in this part of the surgery, but he refuses to. He's like, Al uh mm-hmm. has been through so much more pain than I will ever go through. Like that sort of mentality of like you can push through anything, you can do anything because you know you can do anything. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that that's another one that was more of like a mental inspiration for me is just that do not give up attitude that Mm -hmm. you honestly see all the time with Edward. Well, with Hajime Ippo, there's that scene in the fight with um, Sendo where he's like Mm -hmm. Ippo's unconscious, right? Yeah, yeah. Pulls, picks himself up, and just he's just just never quits, and that's the. True. That's the whole motto there. Um, for me, also, Shigatsu wa Kimi no Uso, Your Lion April. Yes. That, that inspired, lo- inspired you to be abusive to your child? Yeah. <laughs> my my Jesus. my child, which I don't have. Beat him the, with a um, walking stick? Although I will say that the next time you and I go to Japan, mm-hmm. I will have a much better chance of creating children than you will. Proven. I think he's talking about the fact that he went out on a date and you didn't. Totally. Oh. You let Japan down. Yeah, that's yeah, that's fair. I let myself down, really. That's what it is. So I actually learned about half of that ballad that that he plays at the end of the of you did Real though. April. I only learned like the first three measures. Now, <laughs> th- that ballad is is abusively difficult. It is really um, hard. It's it was the hardest piece I've ever tried to learn. And I will say that first of all, there's almost no chance he really could play that in real life. But also, that's the kind of piece of music that is something that you would play in graduate school, where mm-hmm. you would play it for eight hours a day for like a month perform it so you could graduate and then you never play it again because in order in order to keep that piece in your repertoire you got to play it every day like an hour a day and so i could still go over there and hammer out the first half of it sloppily but so i inspired myself to play it and i was inspired by that anime but i i mean you can't keep a piece like that up it's just not reasonable the uh, kimi no uso actually inspired me to get back into trying to sight read um i remember just after I had finished it, like a, a week or two after I finished it, I found my old Chopin like book of, you know, like your jazz standards uh-huh. um, and or classic standards, I guess. Of which there are many. There are many. And uh, I instantly I pulled out his prelude, the E minor prelude, and just like sat myself down and tried to see if I could sight read it. And of course, that's a super simple piece to sight read. There mm-hmm. isn't a lot of variation. There, going there is on. no simple Chopin. OK, true. But I mean, like in terms of comparison between the other Chopin pieces, the prelude is definitely one of the easier ones and it's only two pages. So, right. but yeah, I, I still like about. that, that show and everything that those characters went through reminded me of how much I miss playing classical piano. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of inspirations and literally all of my inspirations. Have You're to th- the inspiration. Sorry. All of my, <laughs> <inspirations>. <laughs> <laughs> in my life. <laughs> oh my God. 
I'll wait. No, I got it. <laughs> as soon as I start talking, you're going to do it again. I'm not going to do anything. I'm psyching <laughs> you out right now. It's like basketball. You're totally psyched out. Basketball? You've never seen the I, basketball I, movie with the creators of South Park? I've heard of it. I haven't seen it, no. Oh, you should watch that. Is it inspiring? Um, no, no, but it is funny. <laughs> uh, wait, wait, wait. Aussie Satan in the uh, in the chat said, Bible Black inspired me to be a better lover. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, I was thinking that like all the things that I inspired me have been through like about fighting, <laughs> really. Because that's, I don't know. But, but the one thing outside of that that inspired me was, of course, great teacher Onizuka. Which, oh, well, he's, I mean. Which inspired me so much that like I actually became a teacher for a period of time. Really? Is what did you teach? I taught nutrition and physical fitness. Where? At uh, like a gym or something? For the University of Florida through their ex- uh, Hillsborough County Extension program. No way. So I went to like after school programs and to regular schools like elementary, middle and high and would sit in on like the, their PE classes and talk to them about eating healthy and all that stuff. That's awesome. I didn't know you did that. Yeah. But a big part of what inspired me to even pursue that was great teacher knowing Zuka. So... There's another thing. That's cool. Yeah. That's, um, well, I mean, Onizuka is a very inspirational character. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that whole anime is about him inspiring his students, basically. Definitely. So I posted in the Facebook group page just to see what anime have inspired some of the people there. And we got a couple different answers here. Hmm. Okay. Bring it. Uh, one from Kyle. I think most of them are jokes, though. One from Kyle says, uh, Grenadier was highly motivational to me after, uh, after deploying, her description of the gun's weight being that of a human life. Oh, geez. And how wow, there is uh, how there is life after killing helped a lot when I was struggling. So he was in the military. And that helped him get through that. That's awesome. That is really awesome. Um, then Mandy, who we know, <laughs> said, oh, said, gangsta, I don't think I have to explain. <laughs> I wish <Gangsta>. you would. <laughs> We've got a uh, Brittany says Nana, which we know is one of oh, her favorite yeah, yeah. shows. Um, says uh, follow your dreams and uh, you don't <laughs> you don't need no man except Hachi. Uh, she settled because she was pregnant. the The manga delves into mental illness, which uh, helped a lot as well. Uh, then we have Patrick, who um, actually I spoke to in Japan. He lives in Japan. Or at least is there now. He said, uh, <laughs> he said, uh, haven't you heard I'm Sakamoto <laughs> to be cool in all situations? Yes. Uh, and then Lennon, a.k.a. Icy Rose, says, I've mentioned this a number of times, but from a gaming perspective, Sword Art Online got me back into playing. I find one that I could play with my wife. And while not an anime, but more anime related, playing through Catherine was what ultimately convinced me. Catherine's so good. To finally propose to her. Wow. Ooh. Oh, snap. That right. is a. That's a really underappreciated video game. Oh, it's so unbelievably adult. Oh yeah. my god! I'll let you know if more people post in that. So the tricky thing about anime is that a lot of it is based in a setting or in a, in a around themes that we really can't relate to. I mean, if it's anything, for example, anything that's based after like monsters or aliens or an outer space. I mean, that 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 stuff's hard to relate to. I mean. Where in your life are you going to be able to be inspired by something like a blue gender or something along those lines? Yeah. It's it's so far detached from from anything that you could possibly associate with your real life that it's difficult to to sort of um, to connect with it and be able to to pull that inspiration into into your into your thoughts. So I'm just looking down like the list of um, of anime here that I've seen, and I'm going you know through through the shows that I think are pretty good, and like I look, I look here, like here's Knights of Sidonia, right? I'm like, well, how am I possibly going to draw inspiration from Knights of Sidonia? It's awfully difficult. 
Yeah. You know, or and here's Noragami. You we, know, Noragami. They're all dead right off the bat. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's a little difficult. You know what else inspired me? What's that? Uh, Yo Mushi Pedal. Yeah. Because no matter how much I suck at life, I'll never be as bad as Yo Mushi Pedal, and that really inspired wow. me. Did you know that there's another? <laughs> wow. I'm going to pretend he doesn't exist for a second. <laughs> okay. Kimiko, did you know that in Yo Mushi Pedal's new season, there's another Abu? Another guy. I saw I saw a gif of the two of them being mm-hmm. all abu together. So he's doing his abu and the other guy's doing his whatever it is that he does. And to be honest, yeah. Yoamushi Pedal actually <laughs> inspired me to try to get into cycling again. Of course again. it did. It, well, I mean, that's how my brain works, Cosmo. Um, but I I actually um, Let's almost... just hope you never watch any shows about like drug dealers or career criminals. Well, you're be like, no, I'm inspired to smuggle crack cocaine. I, I don't In remember what anus. I was watching, but I you gotta stick it way up your butthole, Morty. Way up your butthole. I, way up there. I put it up mine, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, but yeah, I almost bought a, a street bike. I almost bought a road racer on Craigslist after watching that anime. But I was saving up money for Japan, which is probably for the best because I haven't ridden my bike since I stopped watching Yo Mushi Damn it! I have a cross country bike. I doubt it would be able to keep up with a street bike because it's not meant for that. But if you ever buy, if you ever buy a road bike, I will buy street tires, racing tires, and put them on. Awesome! I would race you and lose, but I would race you. Well, if you have, if you had a real racing bike, I w- well, you would yeah. have a, a significant advantage there. But so, well, I um, would need it because I am out of shape. Godius, and you are not. Maximus in the chat says, Gundam ex- inspired me to have a robot fetish. Oh, how interesting. All right. Fantastic. Don't we all? That's fascinating. Yeah. Huh. Um, Utena inspired me to be gayer than I already was. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, technically, look at my hair right now. Doesn't she cut her hair all super short in the end of the anime anyway? And it's bright pink. Um, I haven't seen all of Utena. I know... I know it's cr- cracked out to the max. It is super, like, visually psychological. I mean, it's there's crazy a lot of crazy shit anime. going on. I've never actually seen Utena. It's really, it's it's <laughs> old, but it stands up. It's really interesting. If you want to be confused for, like, 50 episodes of a show. With my sexuality or with the show? With just Both. Everything, oh, okay. everything. Por que no los dos? Yeah, just everything, really, I mean. Yeah. So we got a couple more uh, comments on the thread here. Yeah, let's hear them. So Tom uh, Tom says, the Macross movie, Do You Remember Love? That was the first anime in Japanese that I ever saw. It blew me away and set me down my otaku path 32 years ago. So wow. that kind of inspired him to become an otaku and to get into anime. And then uh, we have Josh, um, who is always posting like crazy in the Facebook group page. And almost always his opinions are the exact opposite of mine, but I love him for it. So he's, so he's usually correct? <laughs> How dare you? Uh, he says, My Hero Academia, which I completely... I agree with him on this one. It, it's incredibly inspirational. He says, Deku's insatiable drive to follow his dream despite almost everything working against him. That is 100% true. I get that. Yeah. If you're, have you have you watched My Hero Academia? Negative. Oh, oh my so God. You're good. missing out, dude. I haven't seen the second season yet, but holy it, crap, yeah, dude. I'm, it I'm, was so good. I'm watching good. it week to week. I, 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 are you playing Persona 5? No. Oh, my God. You're missing out, dude. Okay. Anyway, so actually, <laughs> okay. on the one prior, the the one where um, it inspired him to be uh, an otaku, uh, actually, and I didn't really think about this, but anime inspired me to take three semesters of Japanese in college. Oh, there you go. Yeah, mm-hmm. I get like I wouldn't have taken those Japanese uh, Japanese one hundred one to three hundred one if I hadn't have been super into mm-hmm. anime and in the anime club. And I was even um, I think after you guys left, I was uh, I was president of the anime club for one. Oh my god! Semester. Almost everybody on this podcast has been the president of that anime club at some point. <laughs> no. 
That anime club still exists. Does it really? Yeah, There's guys, no way. Think, I, I know, can, absolutely does. Do you think I could become the president of the anime club? <laughs> you probably <Yes>. could. <laughs> Just show up and be like, by like, the way, guys, I'm the president of your anime like, club now. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Uh, How are you? Absolutely, 100% it does because I reached out and said hi to the guy who, who runs it right now about sometime like last fall. So I know it still exists, at least as of last fall. That would be does. hilarious. I just roll in there. They'd be like, uh, excuse me, sir. <laughs> You're a little yeah. old to be here. I'm like, what? <laughs> I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here to be the president. I mean, I, specifically, that's the only reason I'm here. I can say the, the same thing. Patterson was president. Patterson sensei was the worst teacher ever. She was look, awful. Look, she was like really ridiculously bad. But um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't think I would even have given two rats asses about Japan at all if it hadn't been for anime. So that is so that's like you can just get rid of. That's a great point. You can get rid of a ton of my friends. You can get rid of a lot of my college experiences. Forget Japanese. I never would have gone to Japan. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't have this podcast. I never would have gone to it on a date with a cute Japanese girl. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> I, I, none of Anim- that. Anime has brought a lot of wonderful things into your life, into all of our lives. Like me. That's right. It brought me into your life. Congratulations. I'm still waiting for you to grow that hair into a pompadour. Yeah. Why even bother having the hair if you're not going to use it correctly? <laughs> you're right. Good point. Let's shave it off. Even I have a pompadour. Yeah, she's closer to a pomp than you are. You have more of a of a Ricky Martin thing going on with the up in the front. <laughs> Ricky Martin. I'm okay with it. I used to rock that hair, dude, Living back in the day. Loca, bro. <laughs> so I got- expect you to have a pompadour within a month. Oh, okay. Just stop cutting your hair and have the, the hair guy make you a pompadour. Have the hair guy. It's not make- so hard. Excuse me, hair guy. It's I need not you so to hard. Make, make me a pompadour. <laughs> it's basically the same haircut. Hair extensions. It's the same haircut you have now. Yeah, I just need a little more volume. You just volume. need more volume on the top. Yeah. Hair extensions. Hair extensions. Good, you, good thinking. Pompadour extensions. Do, do you think within 10 years you're going to be bald? Uh, eventually, yeah. Yeah? You think so? Yeah. That sucks. All men bald? Huh? Do all men go bald? No, not no. all. Nope. But I mean, I certainly have uh, a bit of a receding hairline, so I it's, think only, that, it's inevitable. I think nearly all men experience thinning. Mm-hmm. But are you gonna shave your head too? Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. You got to. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It I'm looks, not having a freaking like horseshoe around. It my looks head. horrible. <laughs> and you know what? There are some chicks that really dig bald dudes. Yeah. No. So it's not. I even mean, a it's a smaller the subset se- of girls. The second but, it gets too difficult yep. to manage, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm just shaving it. Forget it. I sliced my ear open yesterday. A side tangent. I was gushing blood for like eight minutes. Nice. Shaving your head. Yep. So we got a couple more comments on the yep. uh, on the thread. Bring it on. Again, you can jump in on this goodness if you head over to facebook.com slash groups slash AAA podcast. Helps get to a thousand members. There. Oh my gosh. Uh, we're do o- it. We're well over 900. Or you can go to aaapodcast.com forward slash join. Oh, that's true. Throw us a couple bucks and you can have our hentai episodes. I hear yeah. Kimiko has a ridiculous story to tell. After the in the hentai episode, she's giving a, really a devious smile. I really oh do. Oh my god! It has something to do with um, having nails slammed into your buttocks. Oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, um, so a couple other people commented on here. One of our good buddies, Enzo, said Nana and Beck inspired him. Uh, he bought his first guitar because of them. Oh, and wow. it, it was a uh, wasn't it a guitar um, that was if not similar then exactly the same guitar that. Uh, dudeness uh, from Beck. I don't know. Why are you asking we, me? I'm not We were Enzo. there. We had that conversation. I've had a lot of conversations I don't remember. We were sitting out on the deck of the onsen. Okay. Okay. Well, regardless, Enzo, I remember when you speak. I don't. That, <laughs> to, to be fair, I don't remember when anyone speaks. It's really bad. Those, I was talking to somebody the other day and they were, they were talking about their fourth grade teacher. And I'm like, I literally don't remember any of my teacher's names. I only remember one of my not teachers. Not a single one. And that, that was because she was my fourth and fifth grade teacher and her name was Miss Gallegos. Actually, lie. I remember one, but he was a substitute. Uh, his name was Mr. Chandler. Best teacher ever. Mr. Chandler. Yeah. I think I remember every single teacher I ever had in high school. I, got and I blocked out of all them. of my childhood. I, I repressed uh, it. 
There's a ton of those teachers too, and they're almost all bad teachers. <laughs> um, and then, oh, also Andrew um, mentions in the Facebook group page, he says, Digimon inspired me to always be prepared to be whisked off to another world. There you go. Always be prepared. After watching Inuyasha, I jump into absolutely every well that I see blindly. That's a good point. Good, yeah. No you matter the know. depth, no matter the no matter the, the width, One no day. matter the water, I jump in. One day. One day you're going to get teleported. Yeah. To heaven, because I'll be dead. <laughs> or I shampoo, I'll probably go to hell. As long as there's succubus there, I'm good. Mm, good point. Yeah, bring it on, succubus. Well, you're most likely to get succubi in uh, in hell, so. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying. If, as long Fire as succubi. As long as there's succubi there, I bring oh, it on. Succubi. Oh, they're they're so hot. Oh, another one here. Uh, Miguel. Oh, God. Miguel said he went back to uh, cooking class, I guess, to study cooking because of Shokugeki no Soma. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Legitimate. So that got him back into cooking. Um, Shokugeki no Soma inspired me to go to Publix and buy a, an Italian sub today. Nice. Is that? I don't believe it, but nice. All right. Well, Aww. okay. I actually, um, I've been dying to go. Um, like I said earlier, uh, the last time I went ice skating was on the date from hell. Um, you may so have to tell I've, that story. Why too. you got to tell everybody about our date, bro? Yeah. Well, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything. The date Cosmo, from hell. Like, I've never been on a date like that. It was. If if it could go wrong, it did. I was on an accidental date it was once. Accidental? <laughs> yeah. Well, we have lots of oh. stories. We have lots of stories for the hentai episode coming what? up. Yep. I don't think you guys know this one. That's great. That's great. Oh, okay. Is it? Is it you know. said oh, as if you knew it. Well, no. I just I I was I, I I said accidental date. How do you? And then I realized that I started dating this one girl for a while. Yeah, and you're like wait. Ac- by accidentally asking her out. <laughs> All right. Whoops. <laughs> Did we have anything else we wanted to pour into this topic? I really oh, don't. Oh, I want to go ice skating. I want to learn how to ice skate. It's not too hard, but it, it is like if you've done it for the first time and you've never done it before, you hurt in so many places that you don't realize you have muscles in like your legs and your thighs and your ass. Like it's just because you're you're using your muscles differently than you normally do when you're right. running or skating or anything like that. So. Yeah, we should. I really, I really stand by that. All of us should go to a podcast like Ice Cream. I would do that. Yeah. You know, when I was learning how to ride a motorcycle in my motorcycle class, I had a thought, and it was like I was enjoying. I was, I was enjoying learning something new so much. I mean, there are various things in my life that I'm that I'm very accomplished at, but I don't have, but I don't, but I don't make a conscious effort to continually learn new things. Mm. And I just learned. Learning the motorcycle, how to ride it, it was just so much fun learning something new. And I thought, wow, I'd really love to learn how to rollerblade or go ice skating. And it, it can't be that hard. I, I miss mean, rollerblading. It really can't be. You see like five-year-old kids ice skating. Wait. It's not that hard. Have you ever rollerbladed before? No. <gasps> really? Mm-mm. Not even wow. when you were a kid? Um, I roller skated very badly. Oh, uh, rollerblading is... F- I used yeah. to go to roller rinks like when I was in mm-hmm. middle school. Like elementary and middle school, we used to go to roller rings. Like that was the birthday oh, hangout yeah. place. Oh yeah, that was the spot. Oh, I loved doing that. I'd like to just. I would, I would go roller. And they would have like couple skate. skate and free skate and all that. Can we hold crap. hands? Yeah. I I there. I just want to. I want to know how to do everything. You know, I can whistle. I can ride a bike. I can swim. I can, I can rock climb. I can do all the. I can scuba. All this stuff, but I can't rollerblade. I can't ice skate. You know, so I I kind of want to write down a list of all the shit I don't know how to do and just do it all. It's not a bad move. Yeah. Do it. All right. So with that, that was fun. Yeah, I think so. We're going to wrap up this topic um, and we're going to take another news break. When we come back, we're going to be reviewing uh, Miss Kobayashi's Maid Dragon. Oh, my goodness. So stick around and we'll be right back with that. 
Hey all you anime guys and gals out there, this is Mitsugi and it's time for your anime news break. Getting us started off this week, there's a little bit of news coming out of Ghibli. It looks like Fukushima Gainax's art exhibit is going to honor one of the past directors of Studio Ghibli, known the man known as Yoshifumi Kondo, who was the director of a very beloved film, Whisper of the Heart, and has collaborated and worked on many other Ghibli films doing character designs and also animation for Only Yesterday, Grave of the Fireflies, and of Green Gables, Princess Mononoke, and others. The man died in 1998 at the age of 48, and so they wish to honor his life and his contributions to the studio. Next up, Attack on Titan is returning to Sega Joypolis this summer, it looks like, for the Attack on Titan Season 2. They are going to have an event from July 13th to October 1st at Tokyo's Joypolis theme park, which is located on Odaiba Island. The event is going to feature lots of different attractions, merchandise, and specially themed foods for the anime franchise. The event will again feature a life-size statue of an Attack on Titan character. They haven't revealed yet which character that will be, but you'll have to find out when the exhibit opens on July 13th. Next up, Netflix is debuting Little Witch Academia's TV series, the first 13 episodes on June 30th. The Little Witch Academia series series revolves around Akko, a child who has watched a witch named Shiny Chariot perform many shows, and from then on she dreamed of becoming a witch and she enters the Luna Nova Academy, a school for witches in which Tiny Chariot attended in her own quest to become a witch. This is is an anime property that is quite good and is beloved by a lot of people. So if you're one of those people that loves Little Witch Academia or Little Witch Academia's OVA series, it is coming to Netflix on June 30th. Finally, Neontic, the company that put out the Pokemon Go video game, for cell phones has announced that this summer will be legendary quote but previously there were some legendary pokemon that did pop up in the in the game however neontic removed them from the from people's uh, pokemon containers whatever you call them to and and, uh, under the guise of promoting fairness and then they said that people weren't actually intended to have these legendary pokemon but it looks like this summer, maybe they will be making some of these legendary Pokemon available for players. This is Mitsugi, and this was your first anime news break. Now, it's time to get back to the podcast. We know the truth. It's written all over your face. You're addicted to anime. But it's more than that, isn't it? Are you also addicted to the AAA podcast? Get all the content. Early episodes, after parties, hobby addicts, hentai episodes, show notes, ringtones, and more by joining our $7 support tier. Go to aapodcast.com slash join and select the $7 tier to get access to everything. This means you'll get an extra eight episodes of podcast goodness delivered right to your ears every month. That's less than $1 per episode. And that's on top of all the other bonuses like ringtones and show notes. So head to aaapodcast.com forward slash join and select the $7 tier. Set up your membership and you're good to go. And 
and we are back to the 373rd episode of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast. Mitsuki's over there having a seizure or something. I don't know. So we got through our main topic. We talked about a lot of our anime inspirations. And uh, we're going to be reviewing a show today called Miss Kobayashi's Maid Dragon, which might also inspire some of you. To give to up, to give to up be, watching anime To be forever. gay dragon maids, perhaps. I want to be the one who has the gay dragon maid. So, wait, hold Equally on. Equally gay, but like with the dragon maid. Uh, like, I want to be Kobayashi-san. I okay. don't want to be the maid dragon. So, um, I want to be the little boy. <laughs> All right, I got a couple of things to talk about on that one. Before we get to the show, though, we have a five-star review. Of course, I'm going to read it. Okay, well, let okay. me can I intro it first. Yes, go ahead. Of course, you can leave us a five-star review by heading over to iTunes and just dropping us one there. If you do, we will read it on the show, much like this one who was sent to us by Alchemy Mini. Alchemy Mini? Alchemy Mini. Alchemy Mini. Go so on. Alchemy Mini writes, I started listening to this podcast not too long ago, but I am happy I did. I didn't know a lot about podcasts, but now I listen religiously every day. I'm one of the lucky folks that joined later and paid for a subscription. That's right. So thank you very much. So I have quite the backlog to trudge through, that's for sure. I love that in addition to regular episodes, I can always listen to something new to spice up things such as hobby addicts or after parties. It is also kind of hilarious to listen to the hentai episodes at work, constantly making sure my headphones are securely in. Also, this podcast has inspired me to start a podcast of my own. Oh, snap. It has, re- which that's like the 15th podcast, and has really con- connected me with anime and my friends more often. AAA is a good time and also an inspiration. It's pretty you know fitting for this episode. I'm, yeah, a little, I'm, a, I'm a little disappointed in this review, and I'm going to tell you why. Wait, it's not done yet. Thank you for all you do. Keep it up, and I will enjoy every second of all you making my anime addiction worse. Heart, um, with a heart at the end. Love heart that. emoji. So here's why I'm a little disappointed. Why? why? Because he mentions that he started a podcast, and but he doesn't, he doesn't tell us plug what it the is. podcast. Yeah, we want to Have I for you. taught you nothing? Yeah. By constantly <laughs> plugging things? Most of our podcast children have since passed away, which no. is so sad because the podcast it, children. It, it just shouldn't, it just should, yeah. It, it like just the sh- podcast that our podcast has birthed? Yeah, has birthed, we birthed a podcast and then it has since died and we're still here. So it's like, it's a very sad experience when the parent has to, has to watch more children. Has to bury the child? Yeah, we've, we've buried like 10 <laughs> children. It's like, it's like the, it's like the Patriot. Oh, jeez. With, wow, with, uh, with uh, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson, yeah. Who's Australian? Apparently, uh, Mel Gibson is. Yeah, That's what crazy yeah. shit. Weird. I know. I have a lot of random information about people. Yeah. Your bobble department is. <laughs> I can't huge. remember any of my teachers' names in school, but I know all about Kimbo Slice and Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson's also Jesus. basically the worst human being ever to live. Is he? Is uh, he the one who's anti-Semitic? Oh, that's not necessary. Oh my god! To say the worst human being Dude, to ever live is close. strong. There are some. Howard Stern has some pretty ridiculous quotes of yes of yeah, uh, Mel Gibson, and it's pretty yeah, bad. Not, yeah, Hitler, <laughs> Stalin. All right, maybe not as know, bad as Hitler. Mao, uh, Genghis Khan. For more of a normal person, <laughs> I mean, there's a few people worse. Than now, him. Genghis Khan was so long ago. I don't want to judge him. You weren't around then. You don't know that. You don't man. know. I don't know the pressure he was under. Maybe he could have he just was been misunderstood and just really horny. History That's might true. have tainted his reputation. He could have been a sweet gentleman. I love how there's a measurable percentage of today's population that can trace their DNA back to Genghis Khan. Oh, it's like everybody. <laughs> like there's a large percentage. He he because he th- some of his stories are nuts. There's a there's a oh, podcast boy. called um, Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. Yeah. And he has a whole like several episode series on Genghis Khan called Wrath of the Khans. And it's all, and like the amount of just n- crazy stuff that Genghis Khan did, it's incredible. Like he legitimately killed, I forget the exact percentage, but a large portion of the population of the earth. 
he slaughtered at the time. I, um, I am intrigued. I also want to. I, I I also want to make a note before we go into the review that if you go to our website aaapodcast.com, you can vote for the listener choice, Ooh. which is in its which is deep in the throes. Um, Who's there winning? Are a couple. I can't tell you that. Damn it! But there are a couple. We're but, all winning. That's who. But three podcasts have clearly three anime anime have clearly separated from the pack. Okay, I'm looking at the poll right now, and they are. I uh, I can't tell you. Ah, I can tell you right now that Idol Time. Prepara, Star Moo 2, Twin Angel Break, Wadao Salesman New, and Beyblade Burst God is also, and, also Beyblade fr- Burst and also Frame Arm Girls have zero votes. They're the only ones that have not received a vote. Uh, womp womp. Oh so well. go to the website, vote, uh, and we will review the anime that wins on an upcoming podcast. But on today's Kimiko's, podcast... Kimiko's peaking, but I have uh, scrolled off the one that's winning, so you will not know who it is. Sorry. But on today's podcast, <laughs> yes, we'll be reviewing Kobayashi's Maid Dragon. I want to be very transparent right now because okay. I'm living mm-hmm. a very transparent lifestyle. Okay. Oh, oh, God. And I want you to know that I watched two episodes of this. Yes. Decided that I would rather die that minute than Which continue. Which two episodes did you watch? The first two. Oh, okay. I decided that I would rather die right then and there and never exist again than oh, finish wow. this anime. So oh, I on. did not finish it. It uh-huh. wasn't. It wasn't the like most amazing anime it in the just, world, but I still not, enjoyed it was, it. it was not for me. So Kobayashi-san, um, I, okay. So what are we, let's just call it Maid Dragon for short. So, right. Sure. So Maid Dragon was a show that I initially had picked, mm-hmm. and I watched the first three episodes, and I failed it, and it was brought back via listener choice. Just mm-hmm. won't die. So I will tell you, after watching the first three episodes, I too was like. I don't really care about the show. Now I didn't hate it as much as you did. Now I'm, I re- I'm being hyperbolic, right? I but, remember but it. Still. I remember it being for me at the time, kind of neck and neck with Demi-chan, with uh, oh. interview with Monster Girls. Yeah. And I was like, mm, should I pass this one or this one? I don't know. And I ended up passing Demi-chan. Um, and I will say, yeah, the first three episodes of Made Dragon, I was like, uh, okay, it just seems kind of like really just cliche and not really interesting. But it does get a lot better towards, especially at the very end. The very end, yeah. just kind of like. Turns the last just, the last two episodes I was actually yeah. really happy with. Like it gets it, so it starts off very kind of slow and not interesting unless you're just really into cute girls in which case this is the perfect show for you. Yeah. It, um but it, so it starts off very slow and kind of boring and not really anything unique. Um but then it starts to just get like really funny and goofy and over the top it's and there heartwarming. there are some legit laugh out loud moments throughout the show. And then at the very end it just gets real serious. And so it, can it? Do you want to give a summary before I go into some of the? Oh things yeah, I sure. Really like? I'll uh, let's see. I've got the synopsis here. Holy moly, that's a long synopsis. Uh, holy guacamole. Holy guacamole. Okay, so I'll, I'll probably just skim through the synopsis here. But uh, so the show is about a lady by the name of Kobayashi who works in an office. Uh, she works on computers, doing something like programming or whatever all day. Sounds like me. Um, kind of lives a boring life. She is a uh, a kind of a closet otaku. And she likes to go out and get drunk after work. And she did this one, does this one day. And on her way home from work, she ends up, I guess, lost and is in a forest of some sort. She she misses her her stop on the train and is just like she's got a bottle of sake in one hand and yes. she is blitzed out of her mind and she's like, I missed my stop. Guess I'm going to the mountains now. Right. Like she's just like yeah. She ends up in the mountains, just blackout drunk. And in the mountains, she sees a dragon with a sword stuck in it. And she pulls the sword out of the dragon. And the dragon then transforms into this girl who is Toru, um, who becomes the maid. And she, Toru is upset because she has nowhere to go. And then Kobayashi's like, oh, you just come stay with me. 
And then Kobayashi like makes her way home and wakes up the next day. And Toru's in her house. Or, and she's like, who the hell are you? Who are you? And she's like, on? you told oh me God, I can live with you. Dragon. Yeah. And so it, it, so it kind of becomes this whole like kind of goofy comedy. Toru is obsessed with Kobayashi. She's like in love with her. Oh, my God. So in love. It's, yeah. This, this anime is so gay. Yeah. I, so there is one thing that I really appreciate about this anime. And mm-hmm. that is the main character. Not, not uh, Toru. But Kobayashi. Kobayashi is a main female heroine that we don't see a lot of. I think the only mm-hmm. other one I can think of instantly is Toru or not Toru Honda um Haruhi okay. from uh Oran High School Host Club just your less stereotypical anime female like yeah um Kobayashi wears suits to work she uh doesn't like she's not dolled up she doesn't have like the the big moe anime eyes or hair no. she wears glasses she's, she's a nerdy, got a lower voice yeah. Um, and and she's specifically a maid otaku, so like that's the one thing she gets super passionate about. But in mm-hmm. general, is very stoic, very monotone. Yeah. Um, which is why I really liked the end because we start to, we actually get quite a bit of emotional like passion, like we get um, like noticeably visual emotional responses from Kobayashi, which we haven't seen a lot of up to that point. Right. Um, but I really appreciated the fact that this female character wasn't your stereotypical moe girl female character, mm-hmm. and also. There, there is one thing, and I, I both love and hate this. This could be classified as like, um, almost borderline Yuri because it is, it is definitive. It, Not Yuri is uh, in like, like. So, I will say, um, kind of, but they never, borderline. They, they, they never, never, they never do anything with it. Like, no. there is a moment, like I think, really only one time where. Toru straight up says, I'm in love with you. Yeah. But the rest of the time, it's just like she just really wants to be around her. Yeah. So, like, you would. So, even though, as you were saying, it's very gay, it, it never kinda, actually it, say it. It skirts the line, except for one time where she says, you know, I'm in love with her and blah, blah, blah. And that's from Toru's side, which, yeah. like, I was and, waiting for. But Kobayashi for it from never Kobayashi's. says anything. Even, even when Kobayashi gets really emotional at one point, she doesn't outwardly say, like, yeah. I, I love her or I want her or anything. Yeah. She's like, Toru is my maid. Like, yeah. That's that's what we go for. So and it does skirt the line. I was a little I was a little up, not upset, but I was like, oh, dang, they had this moment and they they didn't go with it in the in the first or maybe second episode. Um, but I don't when, know if it has to be said. No, I, I think it's very similar yeah. to the fact that they never say I love you when you're on ice. Yeah, but it's but like, you it's know, very noticeable. Yeah. But there's this one point um, in the second or first episode where Kobayashi, it's right after she meets Toru, and it's a flashback that she gets. So it must be the first. It's a flashback that she gets when she sees Toru standing there being like, I live with you now. And she like starts to kind of remember through the hangover fog. Yeah. And it's this one moment of her just like being drunk off her ass going, you want to come home with me? Or like you want to come back to my place, and they make it sound very much like she's inviting this girl back to her yeah. place. And I was like, oh my god, that's basically canonically saying that Kobayashi is gay. Mm. But then later on, when you see the flashback, you realize that she's inviting her back to her place because she finds out that Toru has nowhere to live. Right, and she's like, you can come. And I'm like, me. oh, they took that one moment that was that felt very canonically like Kobayashi is homosexual, mm-hmm. and kind of made it no, she's just like a kind-hearted you know, girl who just really wanted Toru to come back to be her maid. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there is still definitively this, this feeling of there, there is a, a, an intimacy between the two of them Absolutely. by the end of the series. That is, is kind of impossible like, to ignore. Kind of like the intimacy between, uh, Mitsugi and I. Mm. Exactly. It's like, it's like, do they, I mean, don't they, mm. what's up? I exactly. don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, you got that. Right. It's well, just like that. Know, fan I, fiction writers out there listening, you know, I, go for it. I thought I'll lo- post it. I thought that love could blossom. On the battlefield? In <laughs> in the onsen? In, in the intimate oh. enclosure of an onsen, <laughs> of a sauna room, mm-hmm. of a dry I, sauna. But Kazuo continued to run from his feelings. Yeah. So yeah, the lo- exactly so love never bloomed. I'm uh, so sorry, Mitsuki. I know you were heartbroken. It's, you know, <laughs> do, do you know when you're lovesick? And wow, because okay, yeah. because because the person that you love doesn't love you back, and it's <laughs> just been there. it's hard and it's unrequited. Star-crossed lovers. And yeah, I I really I I just hope that for everybody listening, that no one else has to go through that much heartbreak. Wow. This is the night. It's a beautiful <laughs> night. Anyways, <laughs> I'd appreciate it if you did not downplay my heartbreak. And they call it water. All right. <laughs> So, because when you're because when you're deep in oh the god. in the throes of, of of a sauna, right? Actually, you know what? Oh god! No, just keep going. Okay. So, um, a couple of little quick things I actually wanted to say before we got kind of into just dis- discussing the show itself were uh, just some some notes. So, for example, the show is uh, um, from Kiyoani. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can definitely tell because there are some incredibly well animated moments throughout the show. Especially Ooh, some of the fight scenes are were awesome. Awesome. Yeah, insane. Like, just out of nowhere, they're just like, yeah, we've got so much money. Let's just do some crazy over the top fight scene. Oh, yeah. And it's like, so that was awesome. And it was also, uh, I also want to mention it was directed um, by Yasuhiro Takemoto. So, and he, he had uh, also directed Amagi Brilliant Park, which was terrible. Um, he also directed oh, Full Metal Panic, The Second Raid. Um, Full Metal Panic Fumofu. Oh my god. Oh god. What? When two men oh, are deep in the throes of a of a dry sauna. Mm-hmm. Go on. And and you just and, and you caress the buttocks. Right, right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and in your head you you hear the saxophone playing. Yeah. Okay. Go you on. know, you know it's real. That timing, though. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> and moving right along. Sorry, that was my that was my contribution to this review. Thank you, I Thank appreciate you, that. Thank you, Mitsugi. That's that was it was it was lovely. Um, uh, did you have any other ones you wanted to add? Oh or? no, I just so I just wanted to make those two quick things: Kyo Annie and uh, the guy that also directed the other stuff I mentioned. Full Metal Panic. Full Metal, yeah. Which so, I loved the second raid. To be honest, Fumafu was. I mean, it was basically like they took all of the filler out of Full Metal Panic and just like made a comical six episode or whatever season out of it. Yeah. Um, but it was still good. So not a bad director, I would say. Um, I think so. And and I said this at the very beginning. This isn't a bad anime. It's not the greatest anime. It's not a masterpiece by any stretch of the imagination. It was enjoyable. Yeah. Um, it was, it, it had it had its moments that I actually really appreciated. Uh, but there were a couple of things that I just kind of couldn't really get over. Like the fact that this entire anime was incredibly episodical. Every mm. single episode was a self-contained monster of the week episode that either was introducing a new character yeah. or uh, Toru goes shopping or beach episode or That's like true. it felt like an entire episode of filler until the last two. Episodes. Yeah, it was super um, kind of cliche and it, yeah, it was tropey. Very, very tropey. Um, but I did like some of the characters, though, in addition to I like the too. main two, like um, Fafner, Fafnir. I loved him. He was Awesome. When he's living with Ta- Takia yeah, or yeah. whatever. So Fafner is uh he's a dragon who I guess 
um, w- through lore, he's always guarding his gold and he's very protective of his gold and he hates all humans because they're always trying to steal his gold. Mm-hmm. And so just throughout the show, he, he's this guy, he's a butler and he's in like this black suit and stuff like that and he wears glasses and he's always, uh, he's just always like, oh, I hate all humans, oh, I want to kill them all and he's just always miserable and angry. Yeah. And then he um, ends up hanging out one day with Kobayashi and the whole group and one of Kobayashi's co-workers is a guy who's also kind of like a otaku and he loves gaming and so he introduces Fafnir to a game like a PlayStation or whatever mm-hmm. uh, oh they were playing Dark Souls or Demon Souls or something like that yeah. and so Fafnir is like what is this and he starts playing it and then he just becomes obsessed with it oh yeah and so that's all he wants to do all the time and he ends up moving in with the guy just so he can and play playing it all just, the time. Just yeah, he'll stay just up all night. People, playing games. people are even saying like, "Are you pulling another all nighter on the chat in the yeah. game?" And, and it's like, "Wow, are you even human?" He's like, "You you can't possibly be human." He's like, "I tell you guys, I'm not human. Like I'm not like how dare you lump me in with you infantile like." Yeah, he's he's hilarious. So I really I liked like him. him. I didn't like the big busty character. I thought she was kind of dumb. I but I know yes. I know like a lot of people on the internet like her. No man, but I didn't like her, and I think I didn't like her even more so. Because of her relationship with the dude who summons her. The little boy? The little boy. So he is canonically an elementary school boy. Yeah. Which means he can't be any older than what? Nine? Not, I mean, I don't Eight? think he's that, yeah. Yeah, he might even be young. Like, I think he's the same age as Kana, which is another character who, who comes in. It's like a, in first grade. Yeah, and it's like six or seven. Yeah. And this girl is like, or the the dragon that he summons, mm-hmm. um, I can't remember her name. I think it's Lukia or something. Mm-hmm. Um, she's She keeps going out of her way to be like, I think he, I think like when he summoned me, uh, he's really oh, uncomfortable. She's uh, Quetzalcoatl. Oh, okay. So like, um, Quetz- oh, a Mexican god. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I They call her something else in the show, too. It's like, like, yeah, Luke or whatever. But um, she's like, yeah, he feels really uncomfortable about me. I think that it's my my form. Like, he, he seems to be uh, really embarrassed and awkward. And Kobayashi's like, yeah, I mean, he's a, a little boy. Like, he's probably really confused about the way he feels, like, physically when he's around you. Mm-hmm. And she's like, yeah, I know, which is why I've been trying to sleep with him and, like, and taking baths him. with him. And, like, I'll rub my boobs on his face. And I'm like, this is Could you imagine a six-year-old boy. Could you imagine if the roles were reversed? Like, if, uh, it, was a, if it was a man... And like, a, let me and take a, a six-year-old six girl, six-year-old six and like girl. rubbing his dong on her face. Exactly. Like, Whoa! I just, I felt Whoa. that's pretty much what it would be. Wow. Yeah, I felt severely uncomfortable. I'm, I'm sorry, but that's, that's too much. Basically, what it is, no, she's I, like rubbing her boobs on his face. Speaking of seriously. rubbing, speaking of oh rubbing, there was one time <laughs> in the in spa world and in, in one of the saunas where <laughs> you're right. That might have been a bit much. Where B, I'm sorry. <laughs> let's edit that out. Where Bcom and I were rubbing. Salt sauna, salt on each on each other. It was, it was wonderful. That's nice. Yeah. It was. You Thank didn't have you. your music playing for that though. There. Well, it takes me a minute to get that music queued up. Right. You got to warm it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. as with most people, men and women, a, a good warming up is oftentimes a good idea before you get down to business. Maybe for you, bro. I dive right in. It's respectful for Head the woman first. to let her. <laughs> it's respectful for the woman to, get it? to warm her hey. up a little bit. Hey, I see where I, I see where your head is at. Yeah, but, but you want to be warmed up a little bit first before you dive in head first. Well, I mean that could be considered the warm up. Mm. <laughs> Just saying. There's nothing wrong. All right, you know what? <laughs> let's let's save this for the hentai podcast anyway. Okay. Um, but yeah, every 
everything about that little yeah, that side relationship, story just made me uncomfortable. Bcom in the chat says it was wonderful. Oh, referring I'm to glad the, you referring had fun to our too. salt experience. Well, glad you. I agree. So anyway. Well. <laughs> Oh, I also really liked the little girl in the show because she was just and they, and they knew they knew how adorable she was. She was and they so, milked it. And I'm like, she's so cute. And I love that her best friend from the school was like madly in love with that her. That was hilarious. It was a little tropey that like yeah. every time Kana did something cute, she had that like sort of what you calls it look. <laughs> Poor Kimiko wasn't I in that wasn't selfie. Wasn't in that at all. But Do you want, okay. Here, I'll take a selfie. Here. All right, take a selfie of us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right, guys, yeah. quick segue for a selfie. Yeah, we're doing a selfie here. Like, we're doing a selfie here with Kimiko. Let's do it. Oh, what a good one. Yeah. All right. That was nice. Thank you, Kazuo. No problem. That was some damn good skills you had there. <laughs> Where'd you learn that? Where'd you learn to take a selfie like some that? Some might say I'm a selfie master. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah. Except so... my face is behind the microphone, unfortunately. That's yeah, fine. <laughs> okay. Anywho, we were saying. My job um, is to interrupt you guys every like four minutes. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love um, I love the little relationship that was kind of blooming between Kana and her and her school friend, mm-hmm. even if it was a little bit over overwhelmingly tropey at times. But Kana was amazing. Um, I thought that Toru, as she got a little bit more um, uh, fleshed out towards the end of the season, uh, she, I, I started to like her a little bit more. But to be perfectly honest with you, I just I watched this anime for Kobayashi because I just loved her as a character. So that was. That was my main draw to the show was just mm-hmm. how they handled Kobayashi and how she was so different. Even when she got super like otaku level passionate and drunk, which I totally relate to the getting overly drunk. Yeah. Um, uh, even when she was talking about how obsessed she is with maids and stuff mm-hmm. like that, I really, really liked her character a lot. Yeah. Um, so that that goes a long way for me is if you have a character that I appreciate that much for what it's worth. So here's a question. Do mm-hmm. you think there's going to be a sequel? Probably. Hmm. I could see there being there a sequel. There could be. They left it pretty open at the end yeah. to have more. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to I'm not going to spoil anything about the end, um, but they definitely they definitely leave you with a plausible antagonist for the second season right. and they definitely leave it open-ended enough and considering to go back to the fact of what we talked about before, considering how episodic it was to begin with, it wouldn't be hard to follow that exact same formula for a second season either. Could you watch a second season of this and enjoy it? I I mean, are are they going to be able to come up with enough um, like content to make a second season interesting? Uh, I mean, I would, I would give it a chance. Like I wouldn't automatically be like, "There's no way," and and no matter what they do, it's going to be boring as hell. Like I would still give it a chance and see what they decide to do with the second season. But Bcom is hoping that they make Hibike Euthonium okay. three before they make another another season of uh, of of Maid Dragon, and he's probably going to get like, what he wants. More because... like Hibike Euborium. Oh, Am I right, guys? Oh. Come on, all right. Sorry. Oh, shit. <laughs> I'm sorry. He threw down. Wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, oh, oh, one more thing that bothered me, and this is just super nitpicky. The main theme in this show uh, sounded exactly like My Neighbor Totoro. Oh. It was, literally, note wow. for note. Wow. Mm. That's a little I have to hear a, it again. I don't That's remember. a bit of a ripoff right oh, there. No, 100% that main theme. Look it up if they have it like on YouTube or something. It, I will. it sounds I'll do that later. Okay. It sounds exactly like My Neighbor Totoro. And every time it would pop up, I would think of My Neighbor Totoro. And then the theme would go off in its own 
direction. And I'm like, oh my God. Like it, it would almost pull me out of the story. Look at that fat cat lying over there on the futon. Wow. Look at that belly. Why, why would you throw something at him? No, I just, I didn't, I, I missed him. You gotta keep him on edge. Yeah, you gotta, yeah, you can't let him get too comfortable. He didn't, yeah. he didn't seem to care all that much, to be you honest. You gotta, you gotta let like him know at any moment you might Aww, attack. Oh, that was that, a kitty on. That cat was photographed earlier with $800 of cash and over seven feet of pearls. That's so stupid. Seven feet? Seven feet. Wow, I'm Actually, sure Actually, it might have really been more like than that. that. It's, it might have been more like 12 feet because I'm forgetting that, that necklaces have two sides. What? What? Coswell wants a pearl necklace. He's jealous. Oh god. Oh, oh boy. All right. All right so, so and, and uh, are we are we bringing this review to yeah, a close? Uh, or do you have anything else oh, that god. you want to talk about? That's pretty much it. Let's. All right. <laughs> let's wrap this up. All right. So come. Uh, so overall thoughts on Maid Dragon. Um. I. And then if you want to give your score as well. Sure. I I was a little disappointed by how episodical it was and how tropey it was, but overall, I still enjoyed it. Very heartwarming. Loved Kobayashi as a character. Loved how relatable she was and how um, unusual she was in in comparison to other major heroines for for kind of Moe-style anime. Um, I thought the ending really brought it back together. I really appreciated the final episode in comparison to the rest of it. Um, Honestly, even with the things that I found uncomfortable or the things that I was like meh about, I would still give this, I would give it a three, five dragon tails for dinner out of five. Hmm. Okay. That's good. Um, So yeah, I I, I think I mirror a lot of your sentiments. Uh, I feel like the show definitely improved over time um as i said before the first few episodes were not very entertaining or interesting to me then it got to be kind of like a fun lighthearted thing i did watch the majority of it dubbed i started it sub- it's dubbed yeah so yeah i think unless i'm having a stroke i'm pretty sure I, <laughs> uh, in, or unless i just learned japanese i think and you I didn't just learned notice. japanese i watched it but, on crunchyroll which was automatically subbed so. yeah so i and much like uh Demi-chan, it was, I, I enjoyed it more in English because of just being able to understand and the jokes and stuff like that. But um, the the end, the last couple of episodes, I feel like were by far the best part of the show. And I would love to see more of that and maybe less of the kind of episodic tropey stuff. Um, but yeah, overall, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. I enjoyed it enough. It wasn't difficult for me to get through at all. You know, um, I would give it, Mm, let's see. I'm trying to think of what what method I'm going to use for the scoring. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it uh, three and a half cases of sexual harassment to young boys. <laughs> yeah. Out of five. Accurate. I didn't have enough drugs to get through this whole series. I knew I knew that right off the bat. So I was, then your vote doesn't count. I was like, I'm on episode <laughs> two. I don't have enough drugs to get all the way through the last episode. And so I gave up. All right, so that gives it a 3-5. All right, I think that's fair. Yeah. I love that. All right, well, on that note, uh, it is time time for an almighty almighty anime anime mailbag. mailbag. Anime. 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 Mailbag. Bag, 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 bag. Oh, yeah. All right. God damn it, Mitsuki. <laughs> All right. Goodness gracious. I can't wait for this hentai episode. We are so charged up. You're so, so charged uh, up. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, of course, you can always send us a mailbag by going to aapodcast.com and clicking on the mailbag button. 
Just like Click that button. You got to push that button. Just like the creepster. It's not. Did. An you know what? It's not an elevator button. <laughs> what is wrong with you? All right. Well, just like the creepster did. I heard you say. Just like Kazuo, the creepster the did. Cre the, the creepster clicked that mailbag. Sure button. did. Kimiko, you want to read that one? I would love to All read right. that one. So the Creepster writes, looking for shows that have Moe girls in them doing whatever Moe girls do these days, but instead having Moe girls die. In Jesus. Instead of having Moe girls in these shows, they uh, there are opposites of them. Creepy looking characters doing Moe girl things like saying, friends, classmates, student council, lend me your ears. I have come to kill <laughs> Senpai, not to praise him. Or what light through yonder window breaks, stuff like that. And then P.S. Uh, is it true that... Um, that Louise Armstrong from Fullmetal Alchemist is the only man allowed to sparkle? Oh my God. Oh, wow. I don't even know where to begin with that question. Okay, I don't even know if it was a question, the first part. The first part it is- It was just him saying what he wants. <laughs> um, are there creepy characters that act like Moe characters? Are they I like guess? little Moe girls who end up being super creepy? Yeah, of course there are. Um, was it School Days? Um, I don't know that they're really Moe. Oh, yeah, what but they're about- like girl, They're psychotic, girls. that's for sure. Uh, um, um, uh, what is it? I think every Moe girl is creepy. No, the one where they, this girl stabs herself in the head. They, oh, the, oh, Higurashi. The, no Higurashi. Oh, right, right. Higurashi. Those are super That's Moe true. looking girls yeah, and they, they slaughter each other yeah. and everyone. That's, That's very true. Um, or you could even go with Tanya the Evil. Okay. Um, she doesn't necessarily like. What was the, what was the zombie one? Kore wa zombie desu ka? No. Um, it was High more School live. of the Dead. High School Live. Gakko uh, Gurash. Yes. There you go. There's some cute little girls in there. And yeah, they're, they're kind of creepy. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, Armstrong does sparkle. But I think there are definitely other anime men like I, uh, Ayame from uh, Fruits Basket that sparkle. He's just the only super muscly man, I right. think, who sparkles. Does Yuri sparkle? Yuri uh, from Yuri on Ice? Yeah. He has ice skating. I don't think he sparkles. He wears, oh, wait, he wears yeah. sparkly Victor, outfits. Victor sparkles. I think there you go. at times Victor mm -hmm. definitely sparkles. I mean, he's ice skating probably in like pretty and flamboyant outfits. And Kazuo's stuff, right? right. So he does. He does wear sparkly, sparkly outfits. outfits. There you go. Boom. Nailed next it. one. All right. Next mailbag comes from Little Paranoid. Mm. Um, I guess I'll go ahead and read that one. Uh, it says here. It's, oh, it's a short one. It says, dudes, I've been looking everywhere and I can't find the name of the song you play before the news break. What is the name? Thank you from Argentina. Ooh. Love you guys. Well, there's a few of them. What is the one that you play before the news break? Before the news break? There's a few of them. There's a few of them. The, the first one is called Concho Resistance. And the other one is called Hoshi Uta. The, the, those, those, are, are, those are what we're using right now. Okay. They're not from anything, right? No, they're just royalty-free anime-themed, like anime-style anime anime royalty-free music. Allegedly royalty-free. <laughs> yeah, there's some... We well, have flagged every single time on YouTube. Well, the intro theme is from a different royalty-free group. Yeah, we gotta swap out that intro theme. Well, if you can find me another intro theme and edit in the audio and stuff, we'll use it. All right. Okay, cool. Do Next mailbag is from Luca. By the time you guys read this mailbag, y'all will probably already have returned from Japan. That's true. Wow, yeah, we That's did sure. a little bit ago. I hope you guys have an awesome trip. My question is, how do you deal with missing Japan? I miss so much... I miss so much the convenience stores, vending machines, every block is insanely insanity on the trains and being seemingly the only foreigner inside them. The crowded stations getting wasted and trying to speak my awful Japanese with Japanese salarymen. And I even miss weird stares I received because I am white, very tall, and I have curly hair 
Continue doing an amazing job and good luck with y'all's Japan nostalgia. Well, I'll tell you how we deal with it. We go back every year. That's true. That's, yeah, right. that's how. That's how you do it. That's the only way. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm I, super excited for our next trip. I do miss Japan. I feel like a lot. we should probably do a slightly smaller group this time. Right. Um, but I would I would do a podcast trip again. Tokyo like Olympics trip. 2020. Oh, 100%. Yes, Tokyo Olympics. Why are, why are we gonna wait? I that wanna long, see bro. the volleyball team. I'm, not. I'm gonna go again probably twice before then, but I am watching all of the volleyball. Oh god. <laughs> are you, here, you better save your money because those events are expensive. That's the only event I want to go to. You can't go to the Olympics and see one event. I'm going. I'm doing at least six or seven. Uh, but they're like they're like they're like one to two hundred bucks a pop. So you need to really. I'll save money. Yeah, you got to. Well, we got. I mean, three, I simultaneously, I simultaneously save for my trip to New York and my trip to Japan, and like manage to get both of them done at the same time. So like, I'll just save for my trip to Japan, and all of the Olympics. It'll be pretty events. sweet. I'm excited. So our next one is from Reaper's Fault. And they say, hello, AAA crew. Even though there are so many anime set in high schools, the schools themselves are hardly worth a second glance. Do you know of any shows where the design or atmosphere of the particular school has left an impression on you? Personally, I'm a big fan of the school in Tanaka-kun wa Itsumo uh, Kedaruge. Uh, Tanaka-kun is always listless, which is modeled after a high school in Hiroshima. Uh, Hiroshima Motomachi High School. Thanks for taking your time to answer this. Kind regards from the Netherlands. I would say that having taught in Japanese schools several of them they look they are very uninspiring they just are <laughs> yeah. like in reality they're they're old and rusty and and drab and they all are identical they all look the same yeah they are identical i mean they're identical down to like the chalk in the classrooms oh wow they're very standardized their government the public schools are very government mm -hmm. regulated so like all, every school has a music room with a with a with the same grand piano in it um, every school has a science lab with the same stuff in it. They all have the exact same chalkboards. I mean, it's, it's, they look exactly like they do in most anime. Yeah. No, well, except I think in anime, they look a lot cleaner. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they're fantastic. They're, they're fan. They're, yeah. They're, Whereas they're in reality, up. it's like, as you said, everything's rusted out. Yes. Oh, like I have crap. one. I have one that's very, very different from stereotypical anime high schools. Okay. The high school in Revolutionary Girl Utena. Okay. It's oh. very like academy super oh kind of like Oran high school host club okay very like uh rich academy lots of gardens and flowers lots of uh wrought iron curvy or like archways code gs exactly mm -hmm. so anything that takes place at an academy instead of a high school is probably right. going to be a cooler art design right because they're allowed to have that leniency to it but if they want to make it realistic it's going to look like all of the other anime high schools okay um Josh Caleb in the chat says the school in Boruto, <laughs> probably because the school gets blown up like in the first couple so episodes. They're constantly <laughs> remaking it. No, they're they're yeah they're they're having class outside and stuff while they're working on repairing the school. Ooh, uh, Joshua Caleb, the the school in My Hero Academia. Oh yeah, for sure. That's a cool one. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, those are a few good ones. All right, let's see. Our next mailbag uh, comes from JD nine eight four. Oh, it's another very short one. I left out. I got all the short ones. It says, hey, 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 I wanted to know what are some anime that were spoiled to you? For me, it was Your Lie in April. Thanks for answering this question. Anime so before we answer this, we don't, we don't be have careful. We don't have anime Spoilers. spoiled for us. We spoil the anime. That's a good point. <laughs> well, we don't have to say why it was spoiled. We could just say that it was spoiled, mm. I guess. Uh, Code Geass, the R2, the second season, that was oh. spoiled for me. Oh, don't spoil it for me. I haven't I seen it. I mean, it sounded like a really cool ending. Yeah, I don't know if 
I, anyone spoiled anything for me because I'll normally just say, hey, hold on, don't tell me, don't tell me, uh, you know. But I have definitely spoiled stuff for myself, you know, where I've been like. Tumblr has spoiled stuff for me too. Oh, well, I'm, yeah. I'm not a 20 something year old girl, so I don't go on Tumblr. Um, you know what, bitch? <laughs> so, no, but like just looking things up, being like, I wonder what happens with this. And you're like, and you start reading it, you're like, oh, I'm just going to read a little bit. I'm just going to see kind of what, and then you're like, that's a rabbit hole. Yeah. And you keep reading and you're like, God dang it. Now I know. Yep. Um, what was that? What was that other one that got ruined for me? Oh, this was forever ago, but death note, uh, the end of death note was ruined for me. The end or the end, the end, the end. end. Okay. Um, cause it, it ended about halfway through. I know (laughs) the end end was ruined for me. I, that was actually still a surprise cause I was reading the manga. Oh, um, I don't even remember how it ended, to be honest with you. I kind of like tuned out after the halfway point. I was like, I feel eh. like that one. Yeah, I, I feel like that one's not necessarily something that's a spoiler anymore. Like, what is yeah. it? 15 years old? Something like that. I don't know. But, but see, I'm, not, I'm still not going to say what the happened thing with, for those who don't care. See, for me and spoilers, it's like it doesn't really matter how old something is because I go back and watch old stuff all the time for the yeah. first, you know, for the first time. And it's like so if you're like, oh, this show came out 15 years ago so I can spoil it. And I'm like, well, I, I might have watched it <laughs> or, you know. So, I, I get know. that. I, I always, regardless of how long, and I know we've talked about this before as a mailbag or as a as a topic, regardless of how long ago something came out, always ask first. Because yes. I'm also one of those people where I don't necessarily care about spoilers because I enjoy getting to a point equally as much as having myself be surprised. Mm-hmm. So if you tell me the end of a show, um, I want to know how you get from point A to point B. Like how we can go from a character being super happy, fun, whatever, mm-hmm. to being uh, suicidal, about to whatever. Like, I want to see how we get to those two points. Right. And the journey itself is equally as exciting to me. Mm. So, Did I tell you guys that I watched the uh, Samurai X OVA recently? No. And I watched... Wait, the, which one? The OVA. Trust and Betrayal. Oh, Trust and Betrayal. I watched... Oh, the other one's not an OVA, I guess? They are, but I don't really... I mean, one of them's terrible, and the other one is... Kenshin's death. So, okay. but and then I and I watch spoilers. Oh, it's called like it, it, it's, reflection. It has like his yeah. I mean, you know he's gonna die. So the um and I watched the first few episodes of Monster right after. Mm. The Kenshin OVA doesn't stack up. What? It doesn't. Really? No. The it just doesn't like the writing in Monster is oh god it's so unbelievably unparalleled. I mean oh. it's. I've never seen it. I've, yeah, it's I've, just, I've it's, seen like the first couple episodes of Monster. I never. Got I don't think. It. I don't think anything can stack up. Really? I just don't like. I gotta watch the show. It's not for everybody because it's not like a fantasy show or whatever. But it's just the writing is just too damn good. I mean, it just. Huh. Right down to like the medical research that's done. All I'm right. watching this with a nurse, by I, the way, okay. and she's like, "Holy shit! This is exactly how a hospital is." The medical terminology is so freaking accurate. They're doing. They're talking about like thermostat. Give me this blah blah blah. Brain, brain surgery, and I'm like thermostat I, brain surgery. Whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand all the terminology. And this chick's like, holy shit, this is just like a real hospital. These medical terms are going 100 percent accurate. I'm like, like monster is the sh- this is the real shit here. Mm. Like not it's only is the, not only is the story immaculately written, but it's accurate. It's just amazing. All right. I just wanted to throw that out there. If you haven't seen that, you need to. I, I will. Duly noted. And on that note, yes, hit my music, Mitsugi. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. Um, all right, so that's going to bring us to the close of today's episode, the 373rd episode of the Animatics Anonymous podcast. Um, of course, again, you can find us online at aaapodcast.com, aaapodcast.com slash join if you want to sign up for all the bonus content. 
Um, of course, you can also check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast, or the group page, which is inching ever closer to a thousand people. Oh, yeah. Facebook.com slash groups slash AAA Podcast. So head there, check it out, and hang out with the rest of us. We're on Twitter as well, um, at AAA Podcast, at AAA Kimiko, and at AAA Kazuo. Um, so you can chat with us there. Thank you so much for everybody who joined us live. This is going to be a good hentai episode. I can feel it. <laughs> I can feel it deep in my bones. I'm fired I, up. I can feel it in my balls. Deep in my balls. Okay. Okay. So. See you later, guys. We'll see Thanks you for joining us. Bye-bye. <laughs>